What's up, fam? Welcome back to That's The Angle. In this episode, I sit down with Rain Span. Rain is a young, talented, gifted artist. Uh, I discovered him at Home DC back when the podcast was in person and we're recording at uh, my buddy Amir's art gallery, Home DC. Um, <clears throat> Rain's artwork was the backdrop for the podcast for many weeks. So it was really cool to finally have him on the show and to talk with him about those paintings, about what he's working on now, his plans for the future. I think a lot of young artists can really relate to this interview because we talk about choosing between college or pursuing art. So hearing his perspectives versus my perspectives on it, um, I think are really interesting because I'm a little older, he's a little younger. So it's interesting to see how perspectives can differ, right? Uh, but besides that, guys, just a heads up, uh, if you are not subscribed to the That's the Angle YouTube, what are you doing with yourself? Because I am now live streaming on YouTube. I don't really have a schedule yet because it's all kind of new, just sort of figuring out when the best times are. But uh, went live this morning, reviewed some people's photos, reviewed some Instagram accounts. We talked about different blogs, different articles. We watched some videos together. It's a lot of fun. So when I figure out a schedule or exactly what's going on, uh, I'll let you know. But if you just want to peep into it, uh, just check it on the daily or just check the IG and you can find out there. Anyways, guys, let's get into this interview. Enjoy. That's the angle. That's the podcast. Rain, man, good to have you on the show. I say it's long overdue. Hey, What's up? But uh, yeah, as as you were saying, dude, you go to ODU? Yeah, I'm old. I, yeah, I've been a student at ODU since 2016. Dude, that's crazy. That's where I went to college. Really? What'd you make? Yeah, uh, audio engineering. Okay, well, makes sense. Okay, I majored in um, I'm majoring in computer engineering. That makes no sense. It, it doesn't. Um, that makes no sense. <laughs> well, I mean, it does. It does actually. It does. It, I can explain it, but you know, I guess we can do it later on in the show. No, we can talk about it right now since we're, since we're on it. I mean, so I have you on because I think you're a phenomenal, talented artist. Um, Thank you. But so that's why I'm so shocked to hear that you're going to school for computer engineering. Yeah. Well. A lot of um, artists have actually like taken on professions, like you know, what I mean, like way left, like way like right, right side. You know what I mean? As opposed mm -hmm. to like being phenomenal artists on the left side of the brain. But I kind of figured out that you know, I think both sides were kind of like equally matched um, mm -hmm. earlier on. You know what I mean? Um, I, I remember some of my teachers even saying that you know, saying that you're very like left side, right side. Like your left side and right side are very balanced. You know what I mean? And usually it's like more one, like one of them is more. You know, usually a person's like leaning more to like either or but mine mm. is like right in the middle and you know i think that's kind of like but i think it's, it's cool it's good though because like when i was like developing my style of art like it definitely had an influence so how do you feel about it do you feel like uh you'd rather just be like the artist life painting all day or or are you kind of nah. like ah the computer science degree is kind of a good idea to have while i do my art no, nah, I feel like I feel like I feel like school is anything else. I feel like it's just, I feel like school is anything else. Like I feel like it's, it's like it's like a good stock, you know, especially computer engineering, because it, it's a field that's like steadily increasing. So I just feel like it's an investment, if anything. You know what I mean? Like it's not something I'm pursuing like as a passion. It's just mm -hmm. something that I'm pursuing like as an investment. You know, like that's that's the right size. Like mm -hmm. this is a good investment to make right now. You know, I'm a good four year investment to it's make. The logical like, brain right there. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's, that's logics and in our safety net being like. Make sure I have something to do while I do this art shit. Do you, I mean, do exactly. you want to, do you want to like pursue painting full time? Um, eventually, yes. Yeah. But at the same time, not nah, because I don't want to turn to a nine to five. 
you know, I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to have to complete commissions in order to pay my bills. Or I don't want to have to depend on like creating a certain amount of work every month in order to, you know, pay things. So I, like I'll tell my friends this, I was like, I'd rather, you know, I would rather work a nine to five doing something that I'm like, send me like, you know, interested in, than you know, have to do commissions um, on things that kind of kill my creativity. Mm. And, you know, as well as um, just like painting for money, you know what I mean? Like if I get to the point where, you know, people are like, you know, if I get to the point where people are like buying my art, you know what I mean? Like, like this, like real fast, you know what I mean? Which, which I feel like is, is, I feel, I feel like it's going to happen. But you bring up, you, know a, you I mean? bring up an, inter- an interesting point. It's like, what, what feels better to your soul is like, would you rather be painting exactly. commissions for someone or would you rather be working a nine to five for someone just to get off work and paint? It's like, it, it depends on which. To see, I'm in paint. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'd rather do that. A nine to five is like, it's eight hours. You know, and then you have 16 more hours in the day to just do what you want to do, as opposed to having to create commissions and deal with clients that aren't, they don't really have a vision. You have to create a vision for them. It's very taxing. And you can ask like any commissions, any, any commissions artist is very taxing, especially any artist that doesn't prefer commissions. It's very taxing on your creativity. And it's just, it's very, um, it's, it's very just, just annoying. I'm not, you know, I'm not I mean, going to water that's, it down. That's, that's how a lot of artists make money, though. A lot of artists make money from people patronizing their business. Because at the end of the day, art is a business that needs to be run right. like a business. But, like, mm-hmm. that's but, how artists make money, right? Yeah, but, like, patronizing is different because some people, because like, some people, when you, like, because, like, sometimes you have collectors who literally, like, just, like, yo, what do you need right now? Do you need mm-hmm. this? All right, cool. I'm sending it. You know what I mean? Because they're collectors. They're investing in your craft. And then you have, you know, commissions as a, I mean, commissions. Um, it, they're, they're not, they're not really, they're not really patronizing. You know what I mean? It's, it's not really patronizing. It's more so just, you know, they're like, they're a customer, you know, they're just, yeah. they're a customer because they're not, because people who want commissions aren't typically interested and they, they might not typically be interested in your original work just as it is. They want your original work but apply to something else or they want your skill level applied for something else, you know? So like recently I did a commission called the Cardinal Dance. And oh, um, that's a, that was a nice piece. I see, and see the thing is, I have, I've, and see the thing is, I should say this beginning, I have mixed emotions about commissions. Like that one right there, you know, the, um, the person, um, the person approached me, he was like, Hey, like do you commissions? And I was like, we can work something out. And he was like, I want something based on um, like on Virginia. And I was like a cardinal, you know, like, I, I paint, um, state bird, like, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I paint figures and stuff all the time. So I was figured like a state bird, pretty cool to try out, especially like since I have a new approach that I'm working at. And one of my, um, one of like, one of the artists that I like talk to a lot, I guess you could call it a mentor. Um, he, 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 he was telling us, he was like, when he, when it comes to commissions, he tries to make them collaborations mm. between the artist and the person who are, um, person who's, you know, who, who's asking. Yeah. And, you know, like, that's what I did for that. When I made it a collaboration, like, okay, you want this idea, I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna reinvent it in my own way. So were you, you know miserable I, I the whole time? In- were you were you miserable the whole time you were painting that? No, and that's the thing. But sometimes you have those commissions where people want like portraits done, and it's just like, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to do portraits. And it's like I can do portraits very well. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I can do portraits very well. I can do them in acrylic, oil, or graphite. I can do them. I can do them very well in different medias. But I just don't enjoy it. So I, you're telling me I just, you'd rather be coding all day for some shit you may not believe in versus 
doing a commission that someone's paying your rates for and you get to put your own style on it. You think that sounds happier to you? That's why I said I would make some motions uh, on it because like, I mean, so, if, there, if it's one, if it's one that I'm doing, and, you know, if it's one, if it's one that I'm doing and, and, and Spike, let me put my own spin on it. Cool. Let's do it. Mm. But if it's one where somebody's like, yo, I want a 36 by 48 inch um, black and white portrait of Muhammad Ali. I'm gonna be like, bro, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? And true, if it was 36 true. by 48, you know what I mean? I'm probably getting like a big, I'm, I'm probably, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting some money for that. Yeah. But that, that's, that's you're like, charging your rate for that. You're, you're paying six yeah, months rent with that bad boy. Exactly. And it's just like, oh man. Dang, I, it, I, I know it. what you're saying because you know so i'm a full-time photographer self-conflict so so I'm, I'm a full-time photographer right now and mm-hmm. um it's i mean given covid it's been rough right but generally speaking um you know i'll, I'll get like really weird gigs like someone wants me to shoot their private party some rich person's like yo come shoot a private party i fucking hate doing events like i never wanted to do events i would rather shoot fashion and fine art and have exhibitions and make money that way in like my dream world but as someone who like worked a nine to five that, so I could pursue photography on the side to build it up to make it my primary income. It, it was helpful and, and it's smart to have a, like another source while you're chasing like, my, or while I was chasing my artist dream. But I would, but thinking back, like when I'd get those gigs that would be paying good for the events, but I wasn't necessarily trying to be an event photographer to do that stuff, but they liked my work and they liked my style. It, it kind of just dawned on me. I was like, you know, I'd much rather be shooting this party and be doing this than like doing Google AdSense for some stupid local newspaper from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. because it it's like I was still doing what I was doing. And to me personally, it, it felt more satisfying, even though it made me like more uncomfortable because I like it's I don't really like events that much. Like shooting them, I'm a very social person, but like I don't really like events that much. I was like, you know, I'd rather be doing this bullshit than doing the other bullshit work for someone else because I could meet someone at this party who like, hey, what's your thing? And then next thing you know, I'm getting like another gig and, and another gig. And it, it, it would put me deeper into at least a closer side of that goal and like making mm-hmm. a living from what I truly enjoyed than as opposed to like doing something like completely different. But that was that was just for me. Like that was no, just I my perspective. It. No, I get it. And see, the thing about computer engineering is like, I can apply it to so many other things because, mm-hmm. you know, like, as you see, like, I like to like kind of dabble in other, in other fields as well as like art, you know what I mean? I like to dabble in, um, in clothing as well, sometimes in graphic design. So coding in itself, like it gives me, it, it, one, it, one, it legitimizes me as a, you know, as a professional sure. like, in the world about it. And then what it does and what it has also done is it's like taught me um, like the basics when it comes to coding. So in my mind, like what I want to do later on is like create apps and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Involving my art. So it's, I don't know, man, it's, it's definitely like a yes or no type of thing with it. Like going back to the one I just told you about, like 36 by 48, of course, if somebody wanted to do a commission like that, I'm gonna be like, all right, bet, give me the stack. I'm with it. You know what I mean? I'm with it. But you know what I mean? If it's like, if it's like a 16 by 20 portrait, you know what I mean? It's, it's just like, nah, I'm not trying to do that. Yeah, oh, but if, like, what, you know what if they're paying you a few grand though, all of a sudden that portrait sounds kind of nice. If it, it all depends on the money. I guess, yeah. I guess, I, I guess the rate has to be raised up for me to do it because it's not, it's not something that I enjoy doing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But at the end of the day, you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's I, that's why I just love talking about it because you're so yeah, young and you're so talented. And yeah. like, you could wake up in six months and be like, "Fuck exactly. computer engineering! I'm exactly. just gonna do my artist shit." Because like, exactly. like, but it, given given the times. 
it seems like a great, a better idea because being an artist for anyone is so hard right now. Like it is yeah. borderline impossible to be any sort of visual artist if you're not already established. You know, pe- the people right. who are already established, they're getting gigs, they're getting commissions right now because you know, of, because it, it's just how it is. But right. being like new into a field and trying to build your name and to like build yourself up and to have those like more of those shows like how we met at home, it's we, we can't do that right now. Yeah, and see, like the thing is, like. Um, what was I to say? Even like so I, I got because I started out early. You know, I started out when I was I just graduated high school, so 18 years old. I wouldn't really say that's early, but you know, for some people it's not early. But for me, it was. I, is that is that early actually? Is that early? Like actually starting out? You mean like starting to draw or starting like as like no, I'm like, a painter actually, or like no, actually like pursuing it seriously. I've been, oh, I've been oh, drawing oh, like, like pursuing it. Um, yeah, I've been drawing since younger. Uh. I don't know. I don't really think there is no like time. Okay. I don't really know either. Like but correct time I, for anything really. It's just yeah. d- dependent on yourself. It's like. Yeah, that's true. So, well, I started um, like pursuing the series when I was like 18. So. Wow. In the meantime, I was like, you know. No, no, that is young. That's young because when I was 18, okay. I couldn't think of anything I wanted to seriously pursue. I was like seriously okay. pursuing booty and weed. Like I was not pursuing like an actual like, <laughs> like artistic medium, you know? Yeah. So like. I was actually like made up my mind. I was like, all right, we're going to do this. I'm going to start a clothing brand. I'm going to make art. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to these local live painting shows and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to put my name around. And I'm going to do something with it. You know what I mean? And um, I was like, in the meantime, though, you know what I mean? Until, you know, people start getting a hold of what I'm doing or, I, you know, I learn everything I didn't know. I just do college for right now. You know, I have a scholarship. I get financial aid from it. You know what I mean? It, 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 you know what I mean? I, it's like in-state, it's a fraction of like what it says it's supposed to cost for me. You know what I mean? Half of it is paid off anyway. Oh, dude, so that's I was beautiful. Like, yeah, I was like, it's a good situation. You know what I mean? Like, what's the worst that can happen? Go for it. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. It is what it is. Who, like, you know, like, you, you, you might not want to do this in the future. You might, want, you might not want to do art in the future. You might not want to do computer engineering in the future. Nice. You might want to do both. You might not want to do both. You might be doing something else, but who knows? We're just going to go with it right now. Yeah. I'm a very go with the full type of person. Even though, like, as, logic, as, log- as logical as I am with, like, choosing things, it's like I'm only choosing this because it's right now, and that's just what, you know, everything is pointing towards. So Well, it's interesting because of COVID, like, you can't – we can't really make big decisions, right? Like, like what you're doing is extremely logical, but say this passes over in, like, a year, right? Mm-hmm. Art is not in Virginia Beach ODU. Are, are you thinking you're going to move? And if you move, oh, is definitely. it going to be for art or is it going to be for like computer engineering? Oh, it's going to be for art. It's oh, gonna be for art bro. Where are you thinking of it or going? Like what, what's that? If, if I was to move, it would be either um, LA or New York. Mm. That, like seriously. Or DC. You know what I mean? One of, the, one of the major cities. One of the major cities. Like I already know that. And see, the thing is like um, I have good connections on LA. Well, I, I, I have good connections in my opinion. I have connections that have potential in both in, in those parts. So I feel like, um, you know, if I was to move there in a year or two, maybe three, max three, I can, you know, I, I could get something popping. You know what I mean? That, that oh, could be helping definitely me. could, man. Yeah. Like, like I could get something popping in a year or two, max three. They, you know what I mean? They, they could help me like long-term wise. So, um, you know, like computer engineering, like it's just like a, it's just like a, yeah, I'm coming there, but I'm going to tab this job too. So I'm not working three jobs. You know what I mean? 
Like mm-hmm. we're not working three jobs because I've done it before and it's not it. It's yeah, not I, it. Yeah, there there is yeah. there is no right way. I you just know? love talking about it with you yeah. because I mean I literally had Kelly Tolls on last week and he's one of the biggest artists in DC. <laughs> one of the biggest artists in DC. And mm-hmm. he straight up said he was like, you know, for a lot of my career, I had a side job, I had a different job or whatever it mm-hmm. is. It's like there is no di- there's no glory to being a starving artist as well it's as not, like anything not. else. Like, but if, if someone wants to do that, hell yeah. Exactly. If you feel that in your yeah. bones exactly. and you can make it work, fuck yeah. But if you want to work that job so you can say no to shit and do what you really want to do and have that money to invest in yourself, I think that makes yeah. just as much sense. And it's like, there yeah. is no right or wrong way. Um, what mm-hmm. I thought was crazy was that you came uh, from Virginia Beach, found home DC and had that first solo show. Well, they found me. They oh, found really? me. They found me. Um, they found me. And it was through my friend Kevin, um, mm-hmm. who was he was who was a part of Rare Rare Art. No, he wasn't no, he is still a part he, he's still a part of Rare Art, which is like a digital platform for artists. And oh, I met wow. him and I met him through my friend who um lives in this area, um, Jay Melendez of the Perfect Play. He also has another yeah, he has also another podcast. And um um it was just like boom, 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 basically. Like Jay introduced me to Kevin. Kevin and, and then um, Kevin was sharing um, our work across the platform. And Rare Song was like, "Yeah, I want, I, I want to have a show with this dude." And you know, like that year, I had said from the beginning, I was like, "I'm going to have a solo show. I don't know where I'm gonna have it at. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm gonna have a solo show by the end of the year." I ain't talking about this except like my mother and my brother. You know, I mean, a few close friends. Um, and it happened. I was like. I knew it was going to happen, so it happened. Like, what's up? Manifested that shit right there. You know, you put that that energy out, and it'll happen if you really want it like that. I I, I fully believe in that. But, yeah, it's cool to hear hear how that came about, like, with you and the Amir show. Like, that's really interesting. Yeah, it was definitely, like, it was definitely a proof of both manifestation and networking, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Literally. Like, the networking was, like, so that's what happens when you network. Mm -hmm. He speaks to him. He speaks to him, and then, yeah, good things happen. Okay, that's what happens off of a network. I mean, but that's the beauty of networks and (laughs) social networks. That's happens off the network, like that's like that. Yeah, network is your net worth. Exactly, and it it really, it really proved a lot to me. Um, Just as far as like having an intention, Mm -hmm. and also you know um, being able to work with people, and you know have a have an actual network, you know. but yeah, it was. I was very happy when I got it, and I was I was very like ecstatic about the entire like sh- like showcasing it and everything. It was beautiful. I loved the space. Um, you know, Amir was a great person. Like as far as like helping me with everything, he even helped me hunt, hang some of the pieces himself. You know, mm-hmm. um, I remember the drive up there was like it was it was it was a bad drive. I don't know why it was a bad drive, but you know, it's we a got three hour drive. I, I know yeah. that drive. It's it is not fun. It ain't fun. But we got up there, you know, we made it, and, you know, we made it happen, and that's just what it was. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was super ambitious. I was like, dang, this young-ass dude's out here trying to put on his own solo show at home, like, in D.C., like, a whole other place. Like, I was, like, I was like, mad respect when I saw it. I was like, all right, this kid's no curator. Not... Yeah, I no was like, curator. Yeah, I was like, this kid's, no all right, curator. this kid believes in himself. This is sick. And, like, I, no I really enjoyed those pieces. As a matter of fact, uh, Thank you. your pieces were the backdrop for a lot of my podcasts. Yeah, I peeped on um on the um on the home um Instagram I saw. I was like, yeah, that is tough, bro. 
Yeah. It really lights in the room. I was like, that thing's fire. Yeah. That was the first time I was like, I was like, you know, let me just set the table up in front of these paintings. I was like, why, why am I not using these awesome paintings as a backdrop? So I just did it. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, this is sick. And I just kept Beautiful. doing it. And then now your paintings show up in every one of my YouTube videos because my intro, I did an interview with this guy and he beatboxed. He went, doo-doo, doo-doo. That's the angle, doo-doo. And so I just clipped that and I made it the intro to my podcast on YouTube. So in, uh, in yeah, every intro, fine. your art is in the background. That's actually pretty tough. That's actually fire. <laughs> yeah, you, you make me look cooler. Hey, man. That's, so I appreciate that. Art made you look cooler. Right? Nah. But that's great, though. That's really good. That's really dope. I mean, I mean, there's there's some other artworks that could have been in that intro that I don't know if would have made me look cool. Like someone did some like Saddam Hussein shit with like terrorists. I don't know if I'd want that in every intro. You know what I'm saying? But you're Yo, still I know who you're talking about. I think that was um this artist named Esteban Esteban White's head or White's no no no, no. it like wasn't that. it wasn't Esteban. It was this other guy was named it? like Jene Art or something. Esteban had huh. some Esteban his art was behind my podcast for a little bit at the backdrop. And he mm-hmm. just sort of, I sort of had, like, if you actually looked close to the backdrop, you'd see, like, dead cops, the N-word, like, like really bad shit. <laughs> but luckily, luckily, it's a little blurry, so you can't see it. But I was like, right. I, I was like, I hope this doesn't show up, man. Nah, his art is, his art is very bold. His art right? is very bold. I enjoy seeing it. It's just mm-hmm. like, hey, he, he's speaking his mind. It's got that shock value to speaking it. Speaking his mind. It does. It does. I was looking at one of his posts under um, underneath another Instagram the other night and somebody was like, somebody was just talking trash. And I was like, bro, the worst thing you can do is kind of is, I mean, I, I get it and it's, it's going to be natural, but the worst thing you can do is just like diminish a piece of art to just being nothing but, you know, colors. That's it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's a reason the artist painted it. You know what I mean? You know, there's, there's a reason the artist painted it. There's a reason why something is a certain size and certain colors are used. Um, whether it, whether it's subconscious or whether it's intentional, there's a reason for it. You know what I mean? So like to say like a piece is like, oh, this is this is a very mature, this is trash. It's like, bro, you probably shouldn't really be looking at art because you know, like people people who you know actually appreciate art understand that you know it's here for conversation. So whether or not you think it's good or not, the fact that you're talking about it means it's done something. Otherwise, you walk. Yeah, that's interesting. Otherwise, you walk right past it. If art makes you feel a certain way, negative or bad, whether or not you agree with the message, you it's still got a reaction. You're still engaging, Mm -hmm. and that's the point of art in general is to create conversation. And you fell into the trap, so actually, you've actually you know contradicted yourself because it's doing something. So, so when you had your first your your first solo show at home, what were like how that go? What were people saying like and engaging about your pieces? Like, what was some of the feedback from that? They were really, um, it was like the first time a lot of people actually saw the work in person, especially mm-hmm. the people that came from Virginia Beach, which actually it was like one third of the amount that was there. One third of the amount of like, you know, people came from Virginia Beach. I wasn't really surprised about that though. Like, I just wanted to see like, if I could bring people up there. And I didn't, which was really good. I think it was really, was really dope that people made a three hour job just to come up there. Yeah, but I, mm-hmm, like a lot of the conversations were about the use of color, about the use of um, composition, structure, how I, um, like why I decided to name certain things, certain ways, certain things, or why I like to paint certain ways and all that good stuff. Um, We then got into um, like this discussion 
where one like somebody asked me a question before I knew it, it turned into like a full on like Q and A, and they were asking me um, just a lot of different questions about you know just the pieces and like where you know like where the creative like like where the like where it stemmed from, and man, seeing these now versus the ones that I have now is crazy. Like oh my god, really? Like you, you've like, like you've so, changed. Bro, it's so immature from the ones I'm doing. Really? Now. Yes. Man. Wow. Is I, I mean, I, I made it. I made it my. I made it my objective to like step it up, though. like entirely step it up after the show. Though I was like, all right, we're, we're, you know, like that. I mean, these pieces That's, were pretty crazy, and and you sold them. Nah, nah, they nah, they're they're really nah, they're good. But like I this just, one like, right here, I love this mm-hmm. one. That, that one was so sick. Yeah, that was Garden Party. I love mm-hmm. that one too. Made yeah. it back in 2018. Yeah, like such big, colorful pieces from someone, you know, for their first show. It's like, it's it's very, I guess, just ambitious in my opinion, just how bold and the use of color. And it's like, it, it doesn't, it, it didn't feel to me like you were trying to copy anyone, which I thought was really cool. Like, Thank it, it you. Felt, it I felt, like that. It felt original to me. Like, I, I feel, and this is kind of a fucked up thing to say, I feel like a lot of like young black artists get caught up trying to look like Basquiat. No, it's true. It's yeah, true. definitely feel that. And I mean, that's that's just my perspective. I could be wrong, but like when I right. saw your stuff, I was just it's like, true. <laughs> "It's true." Yeah, like, I, it's, it's, true. Something, it's, it's true. something I've noticed. Your perspective I, is true. It's that simple. Your your perspective is true, which is fine. You know what I mean? Which is cool. You know what I mean? I'm never down about it for like you know, I'm looking up to like the masters, looking up to the, like the greats. You know what I mean? I don't doubt that. You know what I mean? I don't. You know, I don't everyone's got to start somewhere, and if that's your inspiration, that's your inspiration. But exactly. But when I saw yours, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, damn! Like this kid, this kid's slapping out here. Like this kid. I made know. it my. I made it my like my mission to like not do that. Like if I if I notice myself starting to like, and like my stuff to like even look, there was like in, like super like crazy. I'm like, nah, turn it off now. Go the other direction. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's gotta Seriously. be rough when you start catching it. It's almost like how much inspiration do you take? exactly and you take it unconsciously bro because you take it subconsciously like you you see something that's good all the time all the time and it's like it's eventually going to come out and when you catch it you're just like no 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 go back go back go back go back to what you was doing before that and continue well i want to i want to share this photo oh yeah young young rain first solo show at the louis v louis v uh ball right there Yo, Foster killed these shots. Yeah, that way. is a sick shot, man. I love this man that made shot. me look handsome. This man made me look handsome. <laughs> yeah, this is on your dating shots. profile, man. This is fire, bro. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> bro, the hairs got so much longer too. Yeah, that's that's so cool. It's just like one of those classic artist photos that you see. Somebody like, said that. Somebody was like, "Man, this is one of the pictures you see in the um, in the history book." Right. That's literally what that is. Like that's the photo you see, like on his first solo show. Did, did you sell all those pieces? Nah, I sold one of them. I sold one of them. I wasn't expecting awesome. to sell all of them. I wasn't expecting to sell all of them. It was just more so just to show people, like, we doing this for real, for real. Like, I sold one. I mean? that's, that's insane. That's still pretty awesome. I was, look, my personal goal was, like, my goal, my personal goal was to have my first solo show outside of Virginia and to sell a piece from it. Just, just one piece. I'd be content with just selling one piece from it. Mm-hmm. And I did it. And nice. you know, like, like that's that's pretty much all I needed to prove to myself that I like, that I could go to another state and sell out a show if mm. I wanted to. You know what I mean? That's pretty much all. I, bro, it doesn't it, it doesn't take much for me to prove something to myself. It really doesn't. Like, 
you know, like the, if I have, I got two people that if I have confidence in one thing, it's my art. If I have confidence in one thing, it's it's my art. So, I, I'm a, I'm a really push that like as much as I can, like without mm-hmm. even without no without question. Oh, uh, if I painted like you, I would too. I mean, like, I'll, let me stop screen sharing that. I want to pull up some more of your art. Uh, okay. Sounds like I screenshot. Hold up, I grab that. Oh, okay. All right, there we go. So I think this is an older work of yours. Um, let me share screen this. I just thought this piece was so sick. This one right here. Very old. But I, Very old. just the style there is so cool. Like you got this dude and he's yeah. got like these random colored lips with this like crazy red block here yet and their backs are facing. What was the thought behind this like this piece? I created a lot of some from, from like from subconscious but back here, back in this, um, this, back in this, like this, I guess, like this, this painting period, I was really on, um, like, really on big of like painting, um, painting faces. Mm-hmm. One where we're like easily identifiable, like people that really like, identify with it, which is the one on the right, and then another one with its back turned, and um, it's like really abstracted and face is really abstracted as you can see and the entire like idea behind it was like two sides to um every coin where the person's the coin they have and two people you know and a person has two sides to them um you know they have like you know this side and that side whether it's wild and you know um very just stable or if it's loving and then very like malicious whatever it is two people have two people like what person has two sides to them so that was like kind of like the the idea going into a lot of these pieces. Cause I have another one that's um, that's also um, like this one, but not like this one. The same one, like it's kind of like the same structure. So, so you said you paint from the subconscious. So, when you started this painting, did you go into it with like a, an objective, and then you started painting, or was it just like blank canvas and you just started putting strokes on it? I had the idea of two sides to every coin in, but I didn't go in with like you know, like a set plan on like how I was going to like make colors and everything. I don't ever do that. Dude, why? Well, I don't ever do, I didn't ever do it until like a month or two ago. Mm. Yeah. So now it's really starting to get into the point where, and actually it's, it's and more so now, like I feel like some of them I'm actually planning, I'm going and planning because I've come to this realization that, you know, I have a way that I can communicate with the viewer um visually but my visual language isn't really saying a lot about what's going on around me you know what i mean so like i can show like i'm showing people like what i see through my own eyes like the world on a day-to-day basis the people that inspire me the world that inspires me you know everything that inspires me but i'm not telling them about it you know i'm not i'm not telling them I'm not, I'm not communicating like why these things inspire me enough i'm not communicating the idea that um that inspire me by using the way that I see the world. So that's my next step, to be honest. It's, it's not, it's, it's like not just painting subconsciously, but like actually thinking about something and then going forward with it, but mm. still keeping that authenticity, if that makes sense. Like you, like an, an intent from the beginning? Yeah, yeah. Like this is what I wanted to go off of and show. And this is how I, how I lay, how I built it, how I structured it. And, you know, after that, I just went in and like, I, I, st- I still don't like using certain colors. I still, I still don't know. I still don't like having, I still like going in with like a color palette or anything like that. I, I don't mm. like that. I actually have never went in with a color palette ever. 
Really? You just sort of like start and then you, you just kind of think, I want red here. Like you just, it just kind of like comes to you. Like, where does that, where does that come from? I, I'm so fascinated about like that. Like, like you're just, I, don't know, I, I need I've red in this to... corner. It's like, I need blue on the lips. I need this. Like, honestly, I haven't. We and my friends talk about it, and we think it's just just natural understanding of color theory. I think um, I feel I don't know. I feel like that's just the only way to describe it. To be honest, like not needing to map out colors, and that just means you naturally understand them. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you, if if a person understands you know math or people innately, then that just means that they understand those people innately. That they don't have to learn much about them. You know, this is. This is the this is the piece that like I was like yo all right bet we're almost there, almost there to what? Almost there to just like I feel like my own style, you know. Like mm-hmm. the other ones are definitely me, but I feel like this one is more me than anything. I mean, this one is it's it's such a I don't I feel like I, I wish I knew more art terms to like categorize it, but I feel like all I can say is like it's like a insane looking portrait, like I. And he's got these sort of like not feather like things over here coming out the head, but then it's like half the face is coherent, but the other half just kind of like wraps around. It's so nuts. It's called Indigo's Inferno. And um, when I was creating it, you know, I, I went in with the intention to create um, a face. You know, like I just said, I went in with create the intention of a face, but I didn't really go with, you know, the colors mm-hmm. at the very beginning. But I just got some new oil paint and it was blue. And this is on a different like medium. I mean, well, not a different medium, but a different like, um, just like canvas. It's linen instead of like just regular canvas. So I was like, yo, like I'm gonna try oil on this. And you know, I'm gonna try my, I'm gonna try my, my blue oil on this. Try indigo, you know? So I was painting the face and I was like, this is like an indigo, this is gonna be an indigo person basically. And um, I don't know, I put the orange and the red behind it. I felt like that really, um, Blast the forefront or the subject to the forefront. Um, the contrast is there. Um, the petals that I used, which are the yellow things you saw, mm-hmm. they're they actually they actually flower petals. And I've used a lot of flowers in my work a lot. And I feel flower like petals. interesting. Yeah. So I've I was like the, I've used flowers in my work a lot. The flowers inspire me a lot. I love flowers. So as I was like, as I keep on doing it, like I also see people who use them as well. So I'm just like, yeah, like what can I do to make this more me? And, you know, I made a stencil, got some spray paint. Boom. Yeah, now I got a flower that's me. You know what I mean? If you see this uh-huh. on somebody else, you're going to, if you see it, you know, if you see it on somebody else's work, you're going to be like, yo, I've seen that before. It's somewhere. interesting they use the spray paint element with your oils. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's an interesting twist. It's like the old school and new school in a way. Bro, exactly. It's just it's just a reinventing of new school, bro. It's just reinventing. It's just I mean, just a reinventing of old school. That's it. Just a yeah. It's, it's like, like just going like, forward. It, it, it's bro, like, exactly. it's like spray paint made this, like made me getting these lines like a lot easier, more possible to like use a stencil in a creative way. Exactly. Like, bro. Like you don't think something like you don't think the old masters would be using spray paint? They hadn't, bro. They would. They would definitely be using it, bro. It's inventive as. As inventive as, as like some of them were, it would definitely be like they'd be like spray paint. <laughs> Give me that, you know what I mean? Right? Like, they definitely be using it. Like we don't take advantage of everything that we have. Like because if if you go back to it, like there's actually like um there's like the, the metal part there is, is spray paint. Um, there's a there's a purple part that's spray paint. <clears throat> you mean like on the like neck? right here? 
Yeah, like on the neck, the neck is purple. The neck, like that neck, like that part where it's like kind of right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't see me pointing at it. <laughs> yeah. But it's spray paint. And then um, in the lower right hand corner, like the curve, like right underneath the curve. Oh, right that's here. Spray paint. Yeah. That's what that's um, it's like blue spray paint laid over metallic spray paint. And then if you look on the right side, going up that curve, going up, like. No, on the left side, my bad. Oh, up here. Yeah. So if you look at that curve going down, mm. like on like the, like the circle area. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit down than that. Yeah, right there. Then you'll see the metallic on the side, on the right hand side of that, and it's like kind of going down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's and like open once it. I mean, like in um, spray paint. Like once it dries, it's very easy to paint over and, and, and manipulate. So. Yeah, one hundred percent. I can imagine it. You went back in time and showed them. Okay, oh, yeah, here's some spray paint in the can. Wait, what? I could do a whole background in two seconds. I don't gotta what, break my wrist doing this shit. How exactly. long? How long did it take you to paint this whole thing? I woke up. I woke up inspired when I painted this piece. Like I woke up really inspired, and um, I think I finished it in probably two and a half to three hours. Oh shit! You painted it in yeah. one sitting. Yeah, one sitting. Oh yeah, one sitting. I paint almost all my stuff in one sitting. How big if was I this? Start, hmm? How big? Oh, it was, was only it? sixteen by twenty inches. So it actually took Damn. it actually took me longer than usual to paint it. But that's because I started out with an intention, and I was like, "No, you're going to paint a face. That's what you're going to paint." It actually it actually started out as like a test piece for real, for real. And you know, it just kind of morphed into like something that was for real. I was like, because because I was like testing it. I was like, I was like, hmm. You want us to just be a test? You want us to be a real piece? And I was like, all right, we're going. We're just gonna make it a real piece. Yeah, like, yellow that shit. You know what I mean? I was like, we're gonna make it a real piece. So I was like, nah, we're gonna keep on, you know, making this face structure the way it's supposed to be on um, the way it's supposed to be, so it looks good. And then we're gonna go off of that, and then we're gonna turn left. So I made the face the way I wanted it, cause I I wanted realistic features in the face. That's what I, I wanted realistic features in the face, but I didn't want it like the eyes. Like I, I made it my I made it my. Yeah, I, I love think this. I spent probably like thirty minutes on that eye, like making sure those highlights were Holy right. Shit. Yeah, I, I love thirty minutes. I love on. the detail shots. Like, I, it gives it so much more context as far as like the texture mm-hmm. and, and how you apply the paint. Like, yes, when you yeah. say did thirty minutes on the eye, it kind of makes sense now. It's like I see the dark in the middle, the little yeah. white highlights. Like, and then like even blue. in the middle, like even in the middle, you can see like the blending of it is just like like the or the, like the curvature towards the towards the left side end of it. You can say yeah. like, like the curvature of the eye, like how it, like you know, because like, you, you know how like the eye, like it, it has like that, like like that white part towards like the um towards that part, like the the nose. Mm-hmm. That's oh what yeah, that's, yeah 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 that yeah yeah whatever so, that thing is, I don't know the hell whatever that thing, thing is. is that's you know <laughs> that's what it is, you know what I mean? And um like like because I started I started off painting in oils, you know, because I was um I was very like inspired by Dolly. And that was like the first artist I was like super inspired by. So I, I started out painting oil landscapes and everything like that. And like all my old figures that I had, um, I was painting in oils. Oh, and there's wow. actually somebody who owns those pieces, bro. He actually Some, owns those pieces. Somebody yeah, bought those from you? Yeah, a collector. He, he owns those pieces. He owns some of those pieces, like some of those early, early on pieces, like I don't think he understands it, but like that's like I think bro. he understands it. I think that's why he bought them. Yeah, like bro, you have some He's oil a collector. Paintings. If he's a decent collector, he knows what he's doing by buying those paintings facts yeah yeah you're right yeah you're right and he was like like bro you have a you have an oil painting by me like i don't even paint and it was nothing but oil that's the thing it was straight oil it was straight oil like 
months on months of letting it dry type. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I wish I like, wish I could pull up an image of it. Was it on your Instagram? Mm-mm. It's, oh. it's bro. I have like. I'm gonna have to go back and like maybe like make a post about these, you know, like a video or something. And yeah, you know, it's Thursday. I you can do a throwback be, Thursday. It's Thursday. You got it. Yeah, make. facts. <laughs> because um, I was actually talking to um, a new friend of mine. Um, she's a part of this group called. Well, she is the leader of this new group called Alpha Art Alliance, and they're based out in Brooklyn. And she's basically telling me that you know, like she wants to like help me, you know, just as I grow, just help me. And like making the like decision making process because she thinks that I have really good potential. And I was like, you know, of course, like, you know, I need more people in my corner who, you know, who understand this anyway, you know. That's so awesome for her to reach out and trying to help you. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I'm that means normal. she sees something like she's seeing potential. Like, I think a lot of people see, I see. That's why I'm having you on the show. I'm like, dude, like, I want, I want to talk to this guy before something happens. Thank you. Um, And she was telling me she was like a good way to like just build, you know, a following and increase traction and also just like become more relatable is by just diving deep into like you know who you are like what you are and like mm, what you represent and so the past true. and the present and it's like that's very true and you know like it's artists like we typically be we're, we're typically like really secretive you know what i mean we get like, tired get of our own work ourselves. like we're, i don't want to post yeah. something I, I shot last year i'm like ah oh, fuck that but exactly. someone who just sort of follow me may not scroll down and see that like exactly. why not remind them that i did something epic in the past and that exactly. here was, here's a deeper a deeper dive into it and like you're right make those connections mm-hmm. and make those relations mentally with someone because it's we live in this artist world where everyone has to have uh like a, a their brain and their platform and their network and you have to build it like it's important to foster that as an artist these days you can't just like not have that like you have to engage Exactly. So I was like, you know, like, so that's what I've been thinking about, like, the pack, because we talked, I think, yesterday, or the day, no, the day before, the day before mm-hmm. yesterday. And, you know, I was like, I've been thinking about it ever since then. I was like, hmm, like, what can I do about that? Because I, because naturally, I, naturally, I'm a very, like, to myself type of person, especially over social media. I don't, like, I appreciate all the love and support from everybody that I, you know, from everybody, but, like, I really like my space. <laughs> I really like my space and my own company, you know. Um, but, you know, I've learned to, like, move out of that when, you know, talking to people in the art world, in the art industry, whatever you want to call it, because you need to, you know. Like, when I first started out, I remember, like, I would just sit on the couch and, like, let people come to me. But, like, nah, they'll come to me. Not now. I go to them. So. Of course, but you, you know, always got to go out and yeah. get it. Yeah, it's, it was like growing into it, you know what I mean? I was young, man. I was 18, 19 years old. You got you to gotta get out of that. You know, you got to get out of that fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love when artists I follow and, and I like, and I like their work, when they post something about I didn't know or something about the process or shows, shows like a behind the scenes of like the initial stages or something like that. I think you do, I, looking at your post, you do a pretty decent job with like showing the progression of some pieces like oh that's really cool like the cardinal piece you're yeah. talking about you kind of showed it from the beginning yeah mm-hmm. to the final piece and i was I, I was like whoa i wouldn't have thought of that like i was pretty sweet thank you and see like um the process videos i've seen people really interact with those a lot more and and i actually like that too i actually like showing people the process behind the work um as opposed to just posting and going you know what i mean i actually like that so like on my stories a lot like what i do is like just upload clips you know what I mean? And then take those clips, actually make them a post and then, you know, actually like make the real post. Mm-hmm. And it actually like stretches out. So you ain't got to worry about pumping out a new piece of art every day. You know what I mean? 
And yeah, that whether gets people say it, or, yeah, and whether exactly, exactly, and whether people say it or not, bro, it's annoying. It's annoying, it, and it looks like you're just, you know. Right? There's like this weird need to always have something new and fresh every fucking day. That like something, it's like, oh, new piece, new work, new stuff. It's like, how, it's like, why can't we, why, as, like, as a photographer, why can't I just show two alternate shots next to each other? Why is it, why exactly. do I got to stack them on top of each other? Like, exactly. And the thing is, bro, it's like the people who actually appreciate art, they're going to be fine with that. They're, they're going to be fine with just viewing, they're going to be fine viewing the process, viewing the actual work, or even reading on like, the idea before you even go into it you know what i mean they'll be there for the entire trip but people who are just like social media rats <laughs> are just gonna be like yo what's new what's new nice what's post new? bro Facts. dm our account so we can <laughs> exactly or they'll or they'll or they'll like unfollow you after like a day or two of starting following you because you haven't posted anything new. It's just like bro, like people who do that follow and follow stuff like still at this point when Instagram is kind of on its way out, it's kind of like I have uh, a I have, like, a, I have a life outside of art. yeah. It's so hard. Like like <laughs> it, Instagram is not what it used to be as far as reaching new people and engaging. I I know when I go on Instagram, I don't go looking for stuff. Like I just look at the people I follow and people I've met. It's not like I go searching through hashtags or like, exactly. like or like it's really easy to explore. Because when I go to explore, there's a bunch of hot girls. Like it knows I'm a pervert or something. But like when it comes to art, like the only way I actually find other art is actually now that I think about it is by the artists I follow sharing the art of other artists. That is probably exactly. that's how I find shit on Instagram bro, is people sharing. That's the whole. That's how actually thought about that. It's supposed to be natural and just like a community. Supposed to be a community. Mm-hmm. Not supposed to be, it's supposed to be a real community people actually you know talking to one another not a hashtag oh yeah, yeah. meet me at this hashtag or you are the artist at this hashtag it could be a great tool but when like but when like you have just like the sole way of you finding other things that you like being hashtag um streetwear as opposed to following somebody who's actually in the field, actually collaborating go. with people. There we go. You just go to that hashtag and click streetwear. And that's how you find all of these and streetwear posts. Yeah, you know it's just a bunch of bullshit like, that like some like Indian like Instagram farm account posted with the hashtag streetwear. Like you can't, I bet exactly. you that's exactly what it is when you go there. Like, And when you go to those, like when you go that route, you really see how it's watered down with a bunch of the same stuff as opposed to actually seeing real content from real people who have real creative views and are create who are who are creating real pieces. You yeah, it's because I mean? we take our friends and people that we admire or respect, we take their opinions better than just randomly finding it. So if they share another artist's work I think is dope, I'm I and I like it, I'll probably go follow that artist. I'm like, oh that, that's dope. Exactly. This guy thinks it's dope. Like, all right, sure, let's let's go for it. Like that seems exactly. to be the better way to do it dude i love the close-ups though i hope you keep doing the close-ups of like where you can see the texture of the paint oh yeah, no because definitely. that's something that you can never see on instagram so when you did with that yeah. one piece i was like oh it's so cool to see the layers and to see the brush strokes like it's yeah. so sick i actually like really doing those a lot i like doing those a lot um i did that, I, I did that for cardinal dance too i did it mm-hmm. for I've, I've, done, I've done it for like a few I did, i've done it for a few of my last few pieces to be honest and I, I I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I noticed I noticed that when I give like a full shot, and it's like another thing. Like sometimes you know, I do like gauge on like what kind of posts get the most reactions, and I think that's you know, I think that's do that. something everybody does. You know what I mean? But like on Twitter specifically, oh, like I've noticed that when you 
post like a full shot of the piece and then like a very close-up shot like a really close-up shot like a really good part um like i posted the part of the eye and the nose like um next to the actual face mm-hmm. and it got a lot of likes it got like two thousand likes on it and i was Whoa. like oh like that's crazy, you know what I mean? Like, I've like, never had a piece do that. Like the you know, close so. up did better than the full view. Other posts no, it was the full. It was the full and the close up next to each oh, other oh, under oh, one oh. post. And the actual buyer, because the piece is sold now, the actual buyer was somebody who saw it like that. And I was like, yo, yo, it, it, proof in the pudding right there. Social media, man. Social media. The is power. Crazy. See, that's that's the power it's right crazy. there. Instead of being like, oh fuck, social media, I'm not gonna piss this photo. Like, exactly. there we go. You just exactly. I'm not. It ain't never, it ain't never that with social media, man. It's just like, all right, I'm not gonna like die. I'm, I'm not gonna like be into this because it is a mess. But I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure out how to, you know, it's how like to use, use it. It's like use social media. Don't let it use you. That's what I always yeah. think when it comes to our social media. It's like use it's it a as tool. a tool. It's a tool. It's a it's tool. A, man. It's not right. a tool for you to get addicted and sucked into. It's a tool for you to promote yourself and exactly. to reach other clients right. potential buyers friends fans lovers whatever it is like like don't you get have, sucked into it you have the ability to reach people across the world and you don't want to take advantage of that like you're it, not business-minded like, <laughs> you're not an entrepreneur but, <laughs> but in your pocket but in your pocket dude i found out something crazy today so me and my buddy my like i thought i knew a lot about picasso but he knew a lot about he knew a lot more about picasso um and I asked him, I said, dude, why the hell is the Mona Lisa so famous? I was like, it's not even that impressive. I was like, why is it so famous? And he actually, he was telling me it was because it got stolen. And so because it got mm. stolen, it, it was printed in all the newspapers. And so it became prolific. And that's mm. why it's famous. Not because it's necessarily technically good. I mean, it is a Picasso, but, or it, it, it Da Vinci. Da Vinci, Da Vinci, but 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 it got stolen. Why did I say Picasso? But but I don't the, know. The, the, wait, wait, when you said I was like maybe you know I was like maybe Picasso. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I said that. Uh, yeah, but I was just talking about Mona Lisa. So but um, <laughs> but it was because it got stolen. And back then, like the only way you got your information was word of mouth, and then like the one printed newspaper. So it became like a big thing because of that newspaper. Now mm-hmm. we, we can reach hundreds of thousands of people just being on Twitter, like. What the heck? Like crazy. We got a whole network of a, like of hundreds of thousands of people in our phone. Potential network in mm-hmm. our phone, in our pocket. It's crazy. And it's like you gotta use that, you know, the, use the that saying, to your the advantage. saying is Learn like it's like uh it. sorry to cut you off, but the saying is uh like you're five degrees of separation from anyone you wanna meet. Mm-hmm. I think there's a book on that. I think it's actually called the five degrees, but essentially you're five degrees meaning you know a person who knows a person. Who knows a person like five degrees? Mm, okay, okay, okay. From anyone you want to meet. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. So is, yeah. that's, a, that's like a networking book? Uh, yeah. I, I honestly don't quote me on that title, but I remember okay. reading that and hearing about other business people talk about that stuff. I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. I never really thought about that like that. Hmm. I'm going to look into that. I hope it's true. No, but like um, the person who bought it, you know, like they they saw it and they emailed me immediately. And to be, and to be honest, bro, I didn't care. I didn't care about the likes. I was like, is this going to make the piece sell though? And I was like, if this results in the piece selling, I will, I will, I will say this is an accomplishment. But I'm not saying this is an accomplishment just from it getting a lot of likes because that doesn't mean anything. Especially, you know, people are easy. People are easy to satisfy. Um, especially um, people who are naive. So it's just like, you know what I mean? If it's a lot like, of people like it, cool. 
you know what I mean? I appreciate that. Like that's it's, it's always appreciated, but you know, I'm not going to count it as like a success unless it's sold. Mm, you know what I mean see that that's when the next post has to be oh my god it just sold so fast I guess you guys gotta wait for the next one like that's like the marketer and me being like ah then you gotta tell everyone it's sold like and then everyone goes oh wow he's selling paintings Ooh, what's he doing here like it's so like it's weird we have to do that which doesn't feel natural but it's like it doesn't bro I hate doing it you know I hate doing it I hate doing it so much how much or sorry Uh, I I was gonna say um do you post like all of your paintings or do you just have like a, like a, uh, like a closet full of paintings that you're just like, I feel mad about like, or you're just like, ah, these, the world's not ready for these. Like what's your, I got a house full of paintings. <laughs> really? Bro. There's like art all over my walls. Like just stuff that like no one's seen like, or you can something. See it. You can, you can see a little bit. You know what I mean? You see it back there. Is this your studio? Uh, no, it's not a studio. Oh, well, yeah, you got a lot of art hanging up. Yeah, so cool. It's like a roof. It's just, like a attic. It's just art. It's just art everywhere. There's art everywhere. Um, and in my room, you know, that's where I paint primarily. There mm. we go. And um, you know, it's just like it's canvases. You know, it's just it's just art, just on the walls, just you know that are in a phase of being complete. Because you know, like I was painting on canvas and then I stopped because I really wanted to get a good grasp on a lot what I wanted to show, like new. And I think I have that now, you know, um, with the most recent pieces that I put out, I think I've kind of put my hand, I kind of think I've kind of like touched on like the different, the different approaches that I want to put towards new, bigger pieces. So now I'm going to start, you know, actually putting them on bigger canvases, you know. Um, like how big are we talking here? Like there's one that's I think 48 by, 40 by four by five feet. That I'm Damn. going to start, you know, this weekend. Um, I love that, dude. Um, there's a 36 by 36 that I started and then stopped. It was like the, it was like it was like the first piece that I used with experimenting with the metal. I mean, not with the metal, with the um, with the metallic spray paint. I um, mean, then using like oil paint to like emphasize it a little bit. You know what I mean? So it was. They're really just like they're really just pieces that I just use for like experiments, and um, I I was, I yesterday I, I experimented on them. And then I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna create some smaller ones, you know, going off of these now, just to get a like, just to get a better grasp, of, like what I want to do, and just practice it more. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's because that's all I've been doing is practicing for the bigger pieces. Um, like the smaller ones, they're impressive, but I think that the bigger ones are like gonna be amazing. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, is that how you approach it? Kind of like the warm up, <laughs> the run up, testing certain things so that you, it didn't yeah. dress like this big canvas. Like, okay. If, and see, like at first, and like like years prior to the, years prior to 2020, I wasn't like this. That's the reason why I've said like my process has really changed a lot in the way that I'm like going at it. You know what I mean? I was like, you know, like I said, you know, like my intent has changed. Like I want to do something different, and I want to be able to communicate what's like communicate what I'm seeing, um, not just visually, but like also like you know, like just just like people seeing and being able to talk about it, um, just like articulate it more with, what do you mean with, like with like visuals. give them like you give you're giving the viewer a, a something about the painting that they can latch onto, as opposed so, to being, like too abstract is that what you're trying to say not no 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 not not okay so like um like i so okay let me let me think of a good example okay so <clears throat> i can see a tree right mm-hmm. 
and I'll paint the tree exactly how I see it. And that's what, and that's what I post. People say, yo, this is beautiful, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Or I could paint a tree and I could paint something else to go along with the tree to put together an entire idea. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. it could be, it could be like a child swinging on the tree. You know what I mean? The theme is innocence. You know what I mean? It could be of uh, a picnic under the tree in my style. And it could be, and, and, and the theme could be love family. You know what I mean? So ah, it's, okay. yeah. So it's not just depicting what I see, but it's depicting what I see in a way to communicate, you know, depicting what I see in order to communicate the things that actually inspire me. So you don't have to guess. You're trying to depict more than just like an, a static object, like a, something yes, else. Like, I'm like trying as you're to... saying, like, like it's a tree with a scene almost, which gives context to this kind of tree, to this kind I'm of I'm trying context. to create content. I'm trying to create more context for my work other than, you know, like you've seen the objects being like, yo, what does this mean? And then you have to read the card. I want, like, you know, and, and see, I've done this, you know, I've done it, you know what I mean? I've done it, but it just, I, I think I've been doing it at a very immature level. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's just, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's, it, it's as much as it can go to in my eyes anyway. So it's just like, I feel like, I feel like it can be better. So I'm going to try to make it better. And I think that I, you know, took the steps necessary in order to get the groundwork before I actually start trying to approach those ideas, because I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to create like you know like those new ideas um, in the same style that I was using at home, you know, because I just don't believe in you know staying just like on yeah, one thing. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that's that's yeah. just how I I think as any artist matures and gets more critical of the work and gets better at what they do you just naturally do that. Like, for example, when I started photography, I would just run and gun. I'd shoot you anywhere, any location, any outfit. Now, mm-hmm. you want me to do a photo shoot for you? Like, I'm thinking about the outfit, the time of day, the angle, like, where's the sun sitting? Uh, you know, what film am I using? What are my settings? Like, I, it's not just like, throw it up. It's like a lot of run up and like a lot more exactly. pre-thought before I take <laughs> that photo or in your tense, before you paint on that big canvas. Mm-hmm. And see, like this entire process, I've been because I've been I've been working at it since the beginning. I mean, since since the ending of the home show. So this is like coming like straight off of like January, as you know. I've been um I started I started from the basics. I started from the basics. I started off with actually drawing the scenery, like the scenes that I wanted, like in pencil or in pen. Um, and then I like I went towards different mediums, and I, um I think one of them was um. It was like watercolor mixed with like watercolor mixed with acrylic, and then it was like um, oil markers, and then it was, and then that steadily just got to where it's at now. You know what I mean? Because like as I like as, as I introduced new mediums with like the spray paint and the markers, then I started to like do different things, like the stencils, for example. And I saw the stencils coming to play, and I was like, yo, like I can use this on this, I can do this with that, I can take this and I can put this, and I can just use that as like underlining, and you know, just just having fun with it. You know what I mean? Just having fun yeah. creating these pieces, and um, it's just gotten to this now. Like it's got like and Indigo's Inferno is literally like a combination of all of those things wrapped into one. And the process was very, I, mean, I wouldn't say it's very long. It didn't seem long to me because I was having fun with it. But, you know, like when I was first started, like first started it, you know, I was like actually like posting like, like snippet, like videos of me, like drawing the things out in pen. It wasn't getting as much attention as it is now, but I get it though. You know, like people didn't really, you know, like you come, like you see me have this show with like all these big bold paintings and then, are you painting like why are you drawing yeah it's like a ballpoint now, pen pencil or it's like bro it what are you doing it's like what? bro what are you doing this isn't this isn't what you was doing before but i get it though you know what i mean i get it so this is where the art of storytelling has to come into play in order to keep people interested you mm-hmm. know what i mean 
So, so are, you, are you working towards an exhibition right now? Um, is, is that I'm what that's working, going or you're just kind of creating because you want to? I already have the idea of the next um, exhibition I want, like the name, theme, everything. So oh. right now it's just the body of work mm. before I even, you know, take that on. I just want to create a good body of work first um, to present to the, you know, present to the gallery or the curator or whoever, you know, who, or whoever's going to be helping it along the way. And like along the process, you know, I've met, you know, new curators. I've met new curators, Ooh. new galleries. So it's just Ooh. like, you know, things just line up, man. You know what I mean? Like the gallery um, in LA, I just had a group show at Wanzheimer. Um, and then, you know, um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, exactly. And then the, um, the Brooklyn-based um, curator that I was just talking to you about, it's just like, you know, things kind of like just line up when you just go with what, go, go with what you know you need to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is just what I, and that's what I felt like I needed to do. So that's just what I did. And um, like during the entire process, I was like, yo, like, what inspires you the most? And it was just like transition, change. That inspires mm. me the most. As much as, like, it makes me uncomfortable, I love it, though. It's like, especially in terms of art, you know? Like, I like going through those new beginning phases where I have to, like, start from scratch and, like, really have to, like, prove myself again. Whether it's work or it's art, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. As long, you know, as long as something that's, like, long something that's like is stimulating well it keeps it fresh if you, if you just rode yeah, the same horse every time just because yeah, you're man. trying to meet some public perception of your style as rain it, yeah. it's like ah uh, why, why would you want to kill it just yourself doesn't seem fun. Yeah. it doesn't seem fun it doesn't seem innovative it doesn't seem like something it doesn't it just doesn't seem like something the legends did you know what i mean and like overall you know what i mean like if overall if you're an artist and you know if you're like you want this to be your career overall you're 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 trying to make your work timeless you know what i mean and something i I thought was something i think is fascinating is like speaking of picasso not da vinci now i'm actually got i got these right Mm -hmm. that that same buddy who was showing me all this stuff he showed me this video we we, really skipped through it (sighs) it's like a four-hour video but it's literally every work from picasso like uh, uh, all of his paintings and you can skip ahead and see the different points in his life like when someone died he drew things with only shades of blue for like a few years and then and then after that he went to like the cubic era and then people are like that's when picasso became picasso and then he went to this era, and then you can see what he drew before he died and before he died he was painting nothing besides like like dicks and tits and stuff like that it was actually pretty funny he's pretty perverted but like yeah yeah bro he he, (laughs) bro he bro he was he was Picasso was a savage people don't talk he was he was he was he was like i was like bro he was like 60 with like a 13 year old girl He's a creep. He's yeah. a creep. I mean, he was the a, standards were different back then. The standards, the standards were, different were definitely then. different. The standards were definitely different. But it was just like, yo, this, this dude man, was weird. <laughs> this he, dude was weird. This he was, was driven by sex. Like he, this man was, he loved women. He was a sex addict. And, I, you know, to be honest, and to be honest, it's like, you know, whether or not the times are different or not, a 13-year-old, a 13-year-old, and he died. He, and, you know, he didn't even die. He didn't even die like that, like that, that long ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, there's still like pretty modern looking mm-hmm. photos of him, like exactly high exactly. quality film yep. photos of him with yeah, so, really young, beautiful women. I'm like, this dude was just pervert. This dude yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not for anyone underage, but I'm just no, like, no, no, I, yo, get yeah. I get what you're saying. But if you're like 80 and you got this like, hottest girl ever, I'm like, hey, hey shut yeah. up, Picasso. But yeah. he was also famous back when he's also like a rock star, though. You know, what yeah, I mean? like, he, he was, was like, a, a walking rock star, he was the dude, yeah. he was like a legend, like, yeah, you know what I mean. So, like. The, the the 20 25 year old that he was with it was just like it makes sense you know like like they like that, that's what they do with rock stars now like you know like the old ones 
um, as far as like music, music goes, you know what I mean? So it was just like, it's, it was not, the dude was just, the dude was insane. The dude was insane. Yeah. A lot of great artists were insane. Like, um, Francis Bacon. Really? Insane. Francis why, Bacon. Was why was he insane? Bro, he was, he was, he was actually very crazy. He was actually very crazy. Um, it was, he had a very high temperament. He was very, um, he was very into domestic abuse. He liked domestic abuse. Yeah, oh, was like, like he liked hard. beating women. No, no, no. He liked to be beaten. Oh, he, yeah. He was homosexual male, but he liked to be beaten. Oh, and wow, it stemmed, he was yeah, shit. And, yeah, it stemmed from like from a childhood trauma, I believe, with his father um, beating him. Um, I think something like that. But it was just like overall, like the dude was, you know, he was crazy. Like he, he, he was crazy. Like if you really? look. If you look into the, um, if you look into the, um, like looking into the actual documentary, you'll see it. And it was like the dude was, you know, it was pretty messed up in the head, you know. But but why is it like, that the most fucked people have the best art? Kanye, the craziest person, makes him the best like they, art. I feel like because they feel the most, you know. Like even yeah, though, like, you know, I feel like they just feel the most. Like like Fraser Bacon, for instance, like he he spoke like a lot of people. I think I think one of the things he said. Don't quote me on this, but. He was like, he doesn't like to paint like the, the the good side of life. He paints the bad side, you know. Like that's the reason why I, like a lot of his figures are like, like all messed up and wrangled, and the faces were so distorted because he was like, he's not creating in the ideal image of beauty. He's creating something truer. He's creating the ugliness of life. You know, he's creating a harsh reality that people don't want to look at, and because it because it's his life, you know, like yeah. you know his like he like he was he was beaten as a child, you know, he oh. has suffered domestic abuse, he has been raped, et cetera, et cetera, you know, what I mean? like it was like this is his life, it's a harsh reality, so he's going to depict that, you know what I mean, and um, <clears throat> he said that because he had allergies, yeah, really bad allergies. I think he said that um, he always felt like he was like dying. Because, you know, because he had really bad allergies. So wow. it was just like. Especially back yeah. then. There was no Sudafed. There was nothing, bro. <laughs> was, was you like, went outside, you just had to suffer. Like, so this man is probably just like, screw it, I'm just going to sit inside and sit next to this window light and paint. But the thing is, though, he didn't, though. He was he was a drunk as well. Like, he would get in, he would, like, drink and get into fights. I it mean, was, look, yeah. look, look, look at Van Gogh. I mean, he's such an obvious one, but the dude chopped off his own ear. What kind of person chops off their own ear? Like, that is insane. Like, I. What in the world? Like, and then you look at a painting like Starry Night, like, and if you look at it in like on like the Google Arts and History app, you can zoom in on the shit, dude. It's it's a nuts painting to look at it in like high quality, and then you think, yeah, it takes a certain kind of person to paint something like this. And then Van Gogh ended up dying um, from a stab wound, and uh, mm -hmm. and there's debate of whether he stabbed himself or someone else stabbed him, but I honestly think he stabbed himself. I would I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Like I don't know. It's it's a lot. Like Basquiat, for example, too. Since we're naming greats, Basquiat, yeah. for example, too. Like you know, Drugs. he was. I think he was autistic. I think he was. I think he had a mental disability. He had mm -hmm. a mental disability. Um, that doesn't make him crazy though. But his way, like the way he looked at the world, was like you know. This bullshit. So you know what's fascinating about Basquiat is he was actually trilingual from a young age. And yeah. And and the thing that some people point to as maybe how he got his genius is when he was really young, he got hit by a car when he was playing with his when he was playing with his brother in the street. Mm -hmm. And so he was really yeah, young and almost died. So he and so he got he got surgery 
And while he was out in surgery, like they're saying that he might've hit his head in like the perfectly right, wrong way. You get what I'm saying? Like it knocked mm-hmm. art, the artistic genius into him or something. I don't know. Um, but that was when his mom gave him, uh, what is it? That, that science book uh, about yeah. or Grey's Anatomy. And you see that the show anatomy when book, work. And then he saw the anatomy and all that good stuff. And then he mm-hmm. started like just trying to like make it. It was, it was bro, it, it's definitely interesting. Like just like hearing about like how they, how they do certain things and how they come about. It's definitely it's, interesting. It's like, they're so dynamic, right? Like, yeah, they're so like, it just feels with no second thought. Like it's just all or nothing, you know, in, in a way yeah. it just feels very like crazy. I'm sure you looked at Baker, you're like, this is a crazy motherfucker. There's no way he's gonna be famous in a hundred years. Look at him. Exactly. We're talking about him. It's, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Like, like I know a lot of people who like like this. Um, <clears throat> I feel like a lot of people try to imitate the life, try to imitate like, like their life, like that lifestyle. Like they're reading books and stuff. Mm. And you know, it's like, I get it, but you gotta understand that this was something like that wasn't just something they were just doing. Like, that was an actual lifestyle. Like, those are actual problems that they faced. And it, you know, like those problems aren't gonna make you a great artist just because you're imitating them. If that makes sense. No, of course it does. Everyone's life is unique to their own timeline. Like everyone is special and different. Trying to imitate someone else's patterns of life is just going to mess you up. It's not going to put you where you want to be. Exactly. Overall, though, overall, I found I find them interesting to read about just to like see. I like overall, like the um, when I was like starting like painting and all that. What I what I used to do is I just look at like a lot of different just images and just study them mm. like study like not even like the composition or, like what they were painting but like how they were painting you know i was like hmm they like how like they were this. moving the brush mm-hmm. it's like oh they layer like this or you know they 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 typically use like this color in the background or this color in the background what color is similar what color can i put in the background like that you know what i mean I, that's how i learned painting just observing different paintings just like on youtube or something you just watch on youtube Nah, you nah, um, museums. I went to actual museums and actually looked at the paintings there and actually studied them there. And actually, oh, wow. like, kind of, like, just remember like how they were how they were painted, and you know, just went off of that. It sounds like the actual best way to do it is just go stare them in the face and see the Bro. the textures and brushstrokes yourself. Yeah, yeah, it is like, and I already had like kind of like a like like a like a good leaning towards it, so I was just like. Hmm. Pretty sure if I just see it, I can do it. Do you have a favorite painting of all time? Or just like at the moment? Is there like a painting that you're like, this is my favorite painting at the moment? There's this one Dolly piece and it has like um, big elephants. And the elephants have, um, are you are you Googling it? Yeah, I'm just going to pull it up. Okay, so it's Salvador Dali. If you just type in Salvador Dali and mm-hmm. then like elephants with uh, long legs. Do they have a red backdrop or a blue sky backdrop? You want me to pull it up? No, I got, I, I got it. I got it. Because I, I can okay. screen share it. I can screen share it. Yeah, let me see. All right, here we go. All right, I got it. Here, I'll pull it up right now. Dude, this is crazy. No, no, he's my favorite artist, like, of all time. This one right here? Yes. Yes. Dude, I've never actually That's- seen this one. This is nuts. Have you seen this in person? I haven't seen it in person. I just, I, I just like it. Who the fuck thinks of this? It's so for people listening. It's two elephants 
on either side of the canvas with like a red to yellow sun sunset sunrise but the elephants have like a hundred feet long stilted legs and like a uh it looks like the washington monument on its back this is a beautiful piece of art man like oh, could you imagine seeing that in person dude this is a beautiful piece of art like i love it i've actually seen a real dolly in real life and they look so good in person. Like the colors are so true. Like there's no lies to it. You know what I mean? Like the colors are just there. Like there is no up in the saturation, up in the very, I know there's no up in anything. Like those are the real colors. Like this dude really painted like that. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's just really beautiful to me. And the detail that went into it, like, the amount of focus, attention that goes into creating the, the detail, like the flesh, like on the legs. Yeah, like the lighting, the way the light hits it, like the shadow and just. It's so he was nice. a genius. That's why he's my favorite artist. He's my favorite artist. He was a genius. He was Definitely a genius. My favorite artist. I wish I knew more about him. I'm, I'm going to try and find like a good documentary on him or something. That'd be really fun to learn more. He was a wild dude too. He was a wild dude too. Prolific. Very prolific. Very, very wild dude. Very wild dude. Very wild dude. Very freaking funny. If I, I mean, if I can meet him, I'm pretty broad. If I if I can meet him, I would definitely meet him. But like, he I mean, alive. he wasn't alive that long ago. Like he like it, he died like not that long ago. Yeah, within a hundred yep. years. Exactly. If I had the chance to meet him, I would definitely do it. He's seemed like he was a pretty funny person. You know, I was talking about that with someone, uh, someone like Deli, because he had such a unique look. It's almost as if he wanted celebrity, like the same way Basquiat wants celebrity. Like, like you don't dress and present yourself like that if you don't want the he prolificness did. that comes with it. He did. He did. He did. He, he, did. he, he, he did things. No, I, I watched a documentary on him. He did. He did things solely to call attention. He did. <sighs> I he, love he, that. he did it solely to call attention. Like I remember he, um, what, what did he do? He, um, he created a, a crap phone. He did it solely because he knew people were going to talk about. It. He was like, a what? Like an actual like lobster phone. There's a lobster <laughs> phone sculpture, but he just did the most outrageous things just to do them because he knew they would get attention. That's so crazy. He just took advantage of it. He'd probably be popping on Instagram if he was alive these days. Bro, if he was popping on Instagram, they would have to, they'd have to ban that man because he would just be doing so much crude stuff. It would ban his account. His, his account would get reported so much. He probably had like a real record for like most reported posts. Dude, I love the I love his photography works that he's done with photographers, where like it looks things are f- like frozen while they're falling and shit like that. It gets so nuts. He's done across mediums, just different, really crazy stuff. He did, and what's crazy is like he really started out like with like the surrealism movement, and people were just like, "Yo." You're not really with what we're doing, so you got to go. You know what I mean? Like they pushed him out. And he was like, fuck anyway. I'm going to do what I want to do and did what he wanted to do. And now he's more famous than the majority of them. So he didn't keep himself in a box. You know, he had, he had like another, he had another way of approaching surrealism that they didn't have. And they didn't see it as surrealism. You know what I mean? They saw it as something entirely different, but he kind of reinvented it. So, I mean, that's usually a sign of good work is it's if people are upset about it or if, or if it if it defies the common logic or the common standard of doing something it's it's you might usually be on to something then yeah exactly at least in my opinion like i was talking to uh my friend sabrina who became this like big dj in la 
And so we, we had, we did an interview yesterday. She was telling me how when she started producing her songs, she was putting dubstep next to uh, like heavy dance music, it, like in her tracks. And then that community was like, oh, we don't like that. We're purists. We only like the hard style, but it worked out. That, that, that term is so weird, purist anyway. It's just like, so you don't invite change? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's weird to think about. So you don't invite change, which means you don't invite innovation, which means you don't want the improvement of what you're, of what you want, like, not, like what you love. Yeah, you're not open to new ideas. Like you can't expand upon this idea. You can only paint in the classical style. We can't have that. We can't have both. All right. That, that's why you're not like you spray both. paint. I'm gonna yeah. have both. Right. And everybody else is gonna have both, but you can stay over there, you know, in your booth, with your gates up. <laughs> so you want to be a Puritan. Yeah. The art of not giving a fuck. Exactly. You know, a book I, I'll never read, but I just love that phrase. It's just so good. I haven't read it either. <laughs> People have told me to read it. I'm just like, I eventually get to it. It's like that one book, You Are a Badass. I'll never read that shit either. I'm not going to read that stupid book. It's like every girl has read that book. I'm a badass. Yeah. I've never heard of that book. You never heard of that book? Never heard of that book. Oh my god! Every girl when they're going through, like, when they get broken up with, they they go and buy that book. I'm kind of glad I didn't hear that book because if I would hear somebody say they read that book, I'd be like, "Man, that sounds like bad movie title." Do you read books? I'm bad, huh? Do you read books? I read books not as much as I should. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. it's it's you know we not much as much as I should. As much as I should. I know I'd, I'd be on. I'd be like I'd be moving too much. You know, like between school, work, and art, it's just like when you actually have time to sit down and read. You know what I mean? Like realistically, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I try to read some. You know what I mean? Like, but it never sticks because I'm always moving. I don't ever have like time where I can just sit down, and just, just chill. And in the time where I am just sitting down and chilling, I'm kind of tired. So, mm-hmm. but I think that's bad. I think you at least put like an hour into it a day. You know, I'm gonna try to incorporate an hour into it. Cause it's not like I don't. It's not like I'm like opposed to reading. You know what I mean? It's just like I just don't have. I just don't find myself giving it the right amount of time. Yeah, reading's one of those things that's like kind of regarded in like a valuable, sacred way. Like just because it's like an old form of consuming content. But mm-hmm. it's like, could you imagine a time where someone's like, "Oh, do you do you watch do you watch television? Like, do you watch movies? Like, like <clears throat> no, I'm just kind of too busy. I don't like to sit still for an hour or two at a time. It's like some people are just like that. You know, like that I personally." Too don't watch that many movies. And if I do, I'm usually falling asleep to them. So it's like- Bro, I, see, the thing is, I watch movies all the time. I love movies. Yeah, that's your book I love movies. That's, I it's love like, movies. I love movies. And that's the reason why I try to look up documentaries as much as I can. You know what I mean? I try to look up documentaries as much as I can because I actually enjoy watching, you know, like actually seeing people talk about them, their reactions, the actual like pictures from like whatever they're talking about. It's like, yo, this is interesting. Give me more, you know what I mean? And it can be documentary on anything. It can be documentary on anything. I used to watch like um like on the like on the Nature Channel. I used to watch documentaries like the wildlife, animals and stuff. You know what I mean? And then, but there's this one corny. There's this, there's this one corny show called Ancient Aliens. I used to watch all the time. Oh no, that is a Bro. great show. That that was, show exactly, is was a, a great, great show. That is a great it was show. A great show. It was just like, you know, these speakers, they were here, but they have this type of insignia on them. Does that mean that they invented this, or is it another life? <laughs> the pyramids. 
Facts. Did you? This did tree. You? It has an engraving on it. It could just be, you know, their language. But why would it be found across the world? Dude, did you see that the, that the government came out and straight up said, like, yeah, UFOs are a thing? Like, and no one's talking about that shit? Like, they tried yeah. to throw in a distraction real quick. People were like, nah, we focused on this right now. Yeah, like, they're like, oh, yeah. The, they, the government came out and said, yeah, there's definitely unidentified objects flying. Like, they just put it in a different way when, when it was released. And now people are like, wait, what? Like, there's actually things you haven't, like, are, like our government can't identify this technology or whatever these things are. Where do people think these ideas come from? Obviously, I don't know. Like all, like all, like the like the great like space movies and all, like all the great sci-fi movies. You know, like that person had to be inspired by something. So, you know, like you know, like it could be a conspiracy. Or it could just be you know a little bit of history. Who knows? But it came from somewhere. So it's not really surprising. You know what I mean? Like if they if they, if they dropped a picture and if, if they dropped news like, oh yeah. ET really did exist, um, et cetera, et cetera, and something got leaked, you know, years and years before the movie ET was actually made. I'd be like, hmm, not surprised. I of mean, course, you know, yeah. not surprised. Because, bro, who's like, who's thinking about it? who's who's thinking of like, oh yeah, let me make a movie about you know, aliens now. Like, no one's thinking about that. Everyone's you? just trying to remake another old exactly. superhero movie because they don't make money. But the thing is, like, exactly, if aliens, like, where are you even getting the idea of aliens from? Yeah, from somewhere. I think the craziest part about if there was contact with aliens, hoping that they didn't just kill us instantly, would be the technology they have. Because for them to be here and to meet us, like, what are we going to do if all of a sudden, like, they start showing us crazy time travel and space warping technology, bending time and shit like that? And now all of a sudden, we can like, we we can explore like different parts of the universe. Like, like these are crazy thoughts. Like, that's. That is what would change the craziest part about meeting an aliens is like, oh, now we have access to this crazy tech. Like, whoa. It's, I don't think it'd be good. We, you don't think so? No, no, not at all. Too many people like war, bro. Too many people like owning stuff. Try to happen. Like, bro, just think about that. Like, huh, we can go back in time. Bet. Let's go back in time before, you know, certain, certain got, like certain, certain landed on this country and made it theirs. Boom. I don't think, you know I don't, I mean? see, I don't think time travel would ever be a thing, but I think things that defy our general thinking of like physics and how gravity works and how light works, because like, that's why we can't do certain things because of our understanding of gravity. They just gave us the knowledge as opposed yeah. to just the tools. Yeah. I can see that. But even then I feel like, you know, I mean, you're always going to have people who do that. People like weaponizing and stuff like that. But I mean, I guess you're always going to have stuff like that happen, but I don't know. I think I think it could I think it causes as much harm as it could could. Yeah, I you know I try to stay positive about it and be like, oh yeah, we won't kill each other. Ugh, we we won't like, kill each other. I'm a positive person, I'm also a realist, man. I just be like, nah, we probably shouldn't give you all that knowledge right now. Like give y'all the knowledge of spaceships and like how to like build them and how to like go like further. Bro, they're gonna be in conquered like five planets and commit a genocide on five planets by the end of the year. Like, no, no, don't give them that. Don't give them that. Do not give the human population that right now. And it would like, just be crazy. Like, I, I don't know how much alien shit you follow, but I follow it loosely just based off different podcasts I listen to. And the craziest things that these people describe is how the air, how these objects, these flying objects fly and, and propel themselves through space and time is because 
the way they move is like nothing we have here. Like the the way this uh, fighter jet pilot was describing his encounters with uh, like a that it's like shaped like a tic tac is that it'll go it, it can travel from like right below the the, the water surface of the water to like 50 miles in a blink of an eye like not even picked up on radar just completely even the way it moves is just it defies our proportions i'm just like that's so nuts that's so crazy i don't know i hope it happens at this point i think everyone's ready for it (laughs) honestly i wouldn't be i wouldn't be mad to see it i'll just be like yo i hope nothing bad happens from this you like this like now this god damn it like now there's really no point to ever go out and make money like we got aliens the fuck's the point of everything i'll be glad i got that computer engineering degree that way we can learn like you know like that means hey they gonna need people in there to learn about the notes the new stuff like what's up with it so so i have it's gonna we're gonna switch here but um how have you been during quarantine? Have you been staying productive? And like, how are you feeling about going out of quarantine? I feel like we're maybe hitting the end of it, but I can't say that for no, sure. Virginia, I think Virginia just went back to um, phase two. Phase oh, two. really? Yeah. <sighs> I don't, I mean, people are not staying inside. People, you know, people are still going to like large functions and stuff like that. So it's just like, what do you expect? You know, like the few people that I, you know, that, 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 that I go around, they're like the same people, you know? Like go to work, at my friend's house. You know what I mean. Um, that's you no, know, that's about it. You know what I mean. Yeah, I come, I come back home. Other than you know going out like grab groceries and stuff, but people aren't wearing masks, man. People aren't wearing masks. People aren't you know not going to you know going out to eat. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And like social distance. Like it's one thing. It's one thing to like. It's one thing like go out to eat, but it's one thing like in like social distance yourself. Another thing like eat in like a straight up just restaurant style with no type of anything, you know what I mean? And it's like people are doing that too. People are going to the beach, people are swimming in the same water, people are doing all this stuff. It's just like, well, I don't know. I'm on the side of just like, I'm on the side (laughs) of just like, fuck it all. Like, I'm on the side, I'm just like, I get let's be safe about it, but I'm just kind of like, I'm so over it. I'm so over it. Can we go back to? events and eating at restaurants and doing things yeah. and not it's like, not walking by someone and acting like they're infected like i'm just i hate that shit it's like i get it like i i definitely get it but like the thing is like majority of the people that are like infected and are like um prone to being infected aren't even people at our age so <clears throat> you know so it's it's more so like just doing our part to make sure that those people like have a higher chance of survival you know what i mean and like yeah, I, I personally our generation that, definitely our generation definitely is like more like driven as far as like trying to get stuff done. So of course, you know, like we're gonna be like, yo, like we need to make some stuff happen. You know what I mean? Like we need we need to get get the ball back rolling. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like the ball might need to be stopped for a little bit. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not a bad thing, you know, that people have to, you know, not go out every weekend. You know, maybe it's not a bad thing that people aren't, you know, aren't, you know, maybe it's not a bad thing that people aren't aren't able to drink and drive every weekend now. Maybe it's not a bad thing that, you know, people have to spend time at the home with their families now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, living on the bright side of things, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, you know, it sucks, but and they, like, everybody could be sick. You know what I mean? Or you could be sick or, you know, somebody you love could be sick. Yeah, or, you there's know, definitely I mean? it could be positives. 
I think yeah. I think as humans, we're always going to find positives out of a shitty situation. The sense of community, mm-hmm. the sense of uh, you know spending more time with your family, focusing on yourself, getting your alone time, and all that stuff. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I I'd just, be lying if I was say that I wish it wasn't over, bro. I think everybody wishes it's over. Yeah, like, I think know, I think we're all just you're lying about, when you say you don't. We're always worried about everyone else, you know. Like like yeah. today, like dude, this morning I went on a trail run, dude. I'm not gonna wear a mask while I'm running on a trail, dude. No. I, I can barely breathe already. Like it, it was early in the morning. I'm running on a trail. This lady who has a mask on her dog, like come around this corner. I had just like stopped my run. She she goes, stop. She like puts her hand out. Like she's got the force. Like she's a freaking uh like like she's a, a Jedi. She's like stop. She goes and then she like she like runs off the sidewalk. She's like you should really be wearing a mask. I'm like, lady. I'm like. Exercise. No, nah. and the thing is, like, you don't have to. You should, like, they only like you can still do stuff like that outside, like without wearing a mask. You know, like you're exercising. That's what you're supposed to be doing to fight against it anyway. To be honest, yeah. you know what I mean. That's just, what I'm trying to get at is that I hate the social interaction implications oh, now yeah. from from a stranger to a stranger. Now we're so hesitant of other people we like we act like other people are zombies like literally if, you, if we're both walk with nothing on our mask out nothing on our mouth outside we turn the corner and see each other we're like oh, we cover a mask like we look at each other like we walk six feet apart like it feels so foreign to treat another stranger like that let alone to like go to embrace your friends in public or something and you're and then you have then like one of you guys goes oh elbow uh like it's like i just want to give you a fucking hug dude like it i don't know man i get it I get yeah. it. I get yeah. it a lot. Yeah. I get it. Screw the COVID talk, man. I don't want to talk about that shit anymore. I'm so yeah, done with COVID. Yeah. We, we, do, we do enough like learning about that on our own time anyway, to be honest. I know. Yeah. No one wants to hear other people talk about COVID. Everyone's like, I'm so over it. Unless you're telling me that that crazy Nigerian lady was right about the cure. Then I don't want to hear that. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So, oh, so anyways, man. Um, I think we've reached a pretty good mark here, man. I, I've, I've really? been I've been enjoying talking to you, man. Appreciate it. Oh, is there's one thing, there's one more thing I wanted to tell you about the. Um, so you know, I was telling you about how, like, at the beginning of the year, I started the whole process and everything. Yeah. So I actually, like, turned that into like a whole like online exhibition thing that I'm gonna put together. It's called. Um, it only yeah. takes a few dances. Um, this is cool. And it's called it only takes a few dances and dance is like a metaphor for attempts you know what i mean like fall down get up type situation so i don't know like i have like i just like that's what i really want to do is highlight the progression of like each phase that i each phase is what i call it mm-hmm. and just like map it out like from start to finish like with the piece that i have now and you know i think that that's going to be really cool i just wanted to just say say that because I, I really wanted to that out there so, so you, you have an on so is it available now it's like an <clears throat> online gallery or like an online exhibition what is, like what's it's going to be like a, it's going to be like an online display of pieces on my website that's all mm-hmm. um i didn't want to i didn't want to actually put up a gallery for, like a like an like actual like 3d gallery for it because the pictures might not be like high res enough you know what i mean I, I wanted people just to like getting I might do it. You know, I'm, I'm, I might do it. I, actually, to be honest, I'm not really too sure about it. Yet. I found a few websites that are able to do it. Um, <clears throat> I just, I just feel like you know, um, being in quarantine and everything like that. And I don't even know if it's still called quarantine. Um, I don't even know if it's still called quarantine. Well, I don't even know what we're in anymore. I don't know where we're in. Bro. We're just we're in 2020. We're just living. We're just living in 2020. We're trying to get out of the air. 
we are in 2020. That's a, that's a perfect word for it. We're in freaking 2020. Like anything can happen. Anything can happen. I wouldn't be surprised if you know woke up next, tomorrow and you're like, oh yeah, um, Abraham Lincoln is back in the dead. Like, oh, okay. All right. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, China was actually using CRISPR to genetically modify humans, and they created the perfect human. Hmm. And he looks like uh, Stephen Seagal. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Steve Jobs is back with a new iPhone. Yes, thank God, I missed okay. his ass. Okay. Yeah, who would you bring? His who movie you bring? was great. Did you see his movie? Like, did you see his movie? I've seen both of them. It's both yeah. Steve Jobs movies. I I saw the Ashton Kutcher one, and then hmm. I saw the one, the other one with the other actor. The Ashton Kutcher one was better. You liked it more? In my opinion. In my opinion. Just because it showed like a full glimpse. You know what I mean? Like a full glimpse. The other one was cool too. Oh, the other one Ash focused Kutcher. more on like the releases and stuff. Yeah, you're right. The Ashton mm-hmm, Kutcher one gave you mm-hmm. more of like an overall view from the beginning. Yeah, the from end, the beginning to end. And yep. like still made you remember that he was a dickhead. But Yeah, because he was yet another genius that's just, you know. That's his error. Everyone's got their err or their error. It's like everyone's got that thing that – is there crazy? Everyone's like a little crazy. For Steve Jobs, it was... I, he was I a control was, freak. A, fr- but a, fr- his, a fruitarian, no. too, I'm pretty sure. He only ate only fruit. He did. But his vision was immaculate, though. Like, his vision was immaculate. Even though he couldn't, you know, build it himself. Immaculate, you know what I mean? You know? Somebody's got to have it. He's Somebody's got to have it. Somebody's got to have the, the vision. Not every, you know, not, not every engineer has a, has, has a vision, you know? Or has like a creative vision, so somebody had to have it. And whether you want to say whether people don't like him or not, you can't, you know, you can't lie and say that Apple isn't one of the most innovative tech, you know, tech brands of the past century. It is. You know what I mean? I, I it, oh yeah. Looking back, looking back, yeah. Then Apple came and completely changed the game, and they made it user friendly. Almost. I think it trumps almost everybody for real. For real. We're talking about like just impact. You know, like they just changed up the lifestyle. What? I, I mean, you use an Apple pro- if you use Apple products versus Windows products, it all feels integrated. It all feels connected and easy, yeah. and it just works like how it should. You use Windows, I've probably gotten like an update error or an update message some way through this interview. You know, it's like Windows yes. just feels clunky in my opinion as far as user experience. Even even it if does. you can have a PC and play every game, do all stuff, the Mac experience and OS X experience is just so far it's cleaner it's, it's clean. just clean it's simple it's clean it's uh, sleek it's yeah sleek. it's just you know? like, oh, like okay this is that's that's nice like, just as in windows is like literally like it, it doesn't look good it, it has no aesthetic it's just like cumbersome it's, it's just know. a computer it's, it's just like, it's just a computer it's not a part of the human I think that's like what they, and I think that's like what his like what his vision was like then like make it more human. Mm. I don't know the way he put the emphasis on the subtle details and the design and the interaction. That is what's so notable about him. Like, sure he was an asshole, the asshole and all stuff, but the way he wanted things to be done and pushed the envelope. That is what we all love about it is that relentless craziness to detail. Yeah, he was. He was like, no, this needs to happen this way so the user doesn't have to go all the way over here to do it. He needs to do it from right here. Like the user experience, he just made it to make it. He just made it so that it was like super simple, you know. But even then, like some Macs, like they're hard. Like I'm not going to say they're hard, but 
they lack certain things that would be a lot easier. They'd be a lot. I think we're a lot more comfortable comfortable just because we always have Windows computers and like schools and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like some functions of a, of a Windows computer, the Apple computer doesn't have, but it's just like, that's just different. You know, that's just different systems. And we're just used to it because, you know, like that's just what we were put into, you know, at a young age. <sighs> Goddamn Steve Jobs. Rain, dude, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I can't wait too, to man. see what you're going to get into with the art career. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk to you again in a year, two years, whenever we talk again. You'll be popping in the art world, and then I'm going to ask you, how's that uh, degree working out for you? I can't yeah, wait to ask well... you that. I really can't <laughs> wait. I'm waiting. I, I'm storing this right now. I'm going to clip this in two years, but I'm still doing this podcast, and you're going to be this <laughs> insane painter, probably in New York or LA. I'm going to say, yeah, how's that computer engineering degree, bro? Like I made an app. I'm making apps. You know, what I mean? I'm making. I'm making my own apps. You okay, know what damn, I mean? you got me. Making my own apps. If any, bro, I swear to God, though, if I don't end, if, if I don't end up working on the from it, I'm just gonna make apps. I'm hey. just gonna make apps. Hey. I'm gonna make apps. I'm gonna make apps for myself, and you know, put it out there, and you know, hey, ain't nothing wrong with another income. Nothing I'm here for it. guys. Please, please check out Rain on Instagram at Rain the Neo if you're listening or if you're watching on YouTube. You could, you probably already looked below. Check them out. Mm-hmm. All the good stuff. That's it, guys. That's Thank you, man. Angle. Appreciate it. Peace out. Yeah, appreciate you coming on, brother.